Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And I understand we have another guest on. We have Charlie Gasparino. And maybe Charlie Gasparino will tell us what the heck is going on in the markets. Are we going to go? Is the banks going to go bankrupt because the, uh, the Fed is raising interest rates too fast? Well, it was either that or, you know, people can't afford food and gas. No, but <laughs> gasoline. But, but crude oil is down to 65. I told you yeah. so. Yeah, but it's still three dollars and fifty cents a gallon. No, no bargain. Uh, but it'll, it'll reflect and it's still, itself. And there's still a ton of inflation in the system. I talk to every restaurant tour I know. Tell me their margins are getting crushed. So my guess is he's going to raise again another twenty five basis points. Oh, no. Um, no. Yeah, we do have. Well, we do we're have going to break the banks, not only break the real yeah, estate industry. Have, uh, I, I know. I know. Well, you know, listen, it's you Wall Street guys who gambled away, and you know, you know, here's the thing. The, you cannot do what they did with fiscal and monetary policy and not have a correction of this type. You can't. Uh, you, if you're going to print this much money, spend this much money on the fiscal side, you know, print as the Fed did, create asset classes out of thin air, which went down with crypto and stocks, and you name it, you're going to get this. And banks, particularly mid-sized banks, got flooded with cash. They had to put it to work. And it had nothing to do with the uh, relaxation of a few tenants of Dodd-Frank, because all these banks, mid-size, they, they all get, you know, proctology exams from the Fed every every five minutes. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah. 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 Charlie, Charlie, I'm in right. the room with uh, with four guys, all right? So. <laughs> and apparently Silicon Valley Bank never got that sort of exam, I guess because the federal regulator was more concerned about uh, climate and ESG. Well, they did get that exam. That's the that's the that's the dirty little secret. They just didn't do anything about it because of they was, were who's on the board. Rating. Charlie, it's Richard Warren. Who was on that was, board? Was a little too much. No, let me finish. I'm saying because the federal regulator, the San Francisco Fred, Fed, was more interested in ESG and stuff, and they didn't take it to the next level. But they did get they did, did get the exam. No one did anything about it. And you know, listen. I, my point is my bigger point is you know Silicon Valley Bank is like a chapter now. They're gone. And we're working on First Republic Bank. And from what I understand, I don't care if the market's up today. I mean, the exuberance that Jamie Dimon is helping bail out First Republic Bank. From what I understand, there are two dozen banks of this size, this mid-size, which is a lot, uh-huh. that are very impaired. They have wow. a massive liability mismatch. That's scary. They have, That's scary. Invested, they invested in bad bad debt, bad loans. And if and, and because those loans were going to an economic slowdown, those loans are, are underperforming or they're going default, into default or belly up or whatever. The, um, you know, they have to sell their portfolio and there's portfolio, a bond is still underwater. So I'm just telling you, you know, this is a relief rally. But when I saw this during 2008. I, 
and I, I was on CNBC and I remember it because I got a bunch of stock traders on CNBC. Oh, it's over. Everything is great. Everybody's going back to, you know, they're just. Oh, did we just lose Charlie? I think we just I lost think Charlie. We just lost I think Charlie we lost Charlie. Cell phone. I think somebody from the Fed cut him off. Yeah, he, he, maybe he was going to say something. He were, by the way, the other thing too. I'm sure we'll get him back on. Is the whole veto thing? Did you see this? President Biden issues his first veto, and he see, brought you up have ESG. To understand, you have to understand. Have the public understand what ESG means? Yes. What What the government tried to do is create an okay. For the, for the hedge funds or for the mutual funds to invest public money without the public really knowing what ESG means. It means investing in solar cells and windmills. Yep. Environmental, and te- social. How does the commercial go? Yeah. Margot used to do a commercial. Take it from John. Well, take it from Margot. I'm saying it. Take it from John. You invest in ESG, invest in solar cells, solar cells and, and windmills. You're going to go broke. Well, and that's that's what he had the opportunity to do well, right by Americans, and he said no. And, and, and President Biden vetoed the veto that, uh, in other words, he wants to allow the public to invest in crap like that, that 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 uh, to help the solar cell companies and the windmills, and and they're going to go broke. What say you, Charlie Gasparino? Well, you know, listen, I wrote that law. Um, it doesn't say you have to invest in it. It says you can. And I think that's one of the problems here with this ESG debate is the sort of, um, you know, the, the sort of uh, ideology and the, the rigid ideology on both sides. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm far from an advocate of ESG. I'm quite the opposite. But if New York State Pension Fund, which is run by a bunch of lefties, wants to do ESG and, and, uh, and the cops and the firemen and the uh, teachers don't care, well, it's up to them. Uh, I just don't want it imposed every place, imposed upon me as, a, as just an individual who puts his money in X, Y, and Z, or imposed on a uh, on Florida, New York's values. And I think that's the problem that we got here, and particularly with our controller, this guy, Land, what's it, Landler. Lander, yeah. Lander, I mean, this guy is out of his mind. He's, he's wasting up. away the, the, the money of the people of New he York, their pension wrote funds. He a letter to BlackRock. He wrote this type of letter to BlackRock. I read it, where it basically said, listen, you, even though you advocate ESG in a lot of places, aren't going far enough. You know, you've got to completely do this, completely do that, and, you know, set up a plan. And BlackRock wrote, wrote him back something, which I thought was really common sense, because Larry Fink at bottom was a very common sense investor. He's the head of BlackRock. He said, listen, if you want us to design an ESG portfolio that's really strict and rigid for you, I'll do that. But don't tell me to do it in Florida. I mean, and, and that's one of the problems with this ESG stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, now, what's a worse in, what's a worse right investment? Bitcoins or ESG? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think I think crypto, maybe not Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is, is benefiting from a flight to quality because all those other cryptos went under. What quality? Crypto, that's you know, dumber than dumb. <laughs> Well, listen, windmills might make a few bucks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you bought a slice of pizza on, a, on the Bitcoin blockchain? <laughs> well, Charlie Gasparino, we love you. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you, Charlie. We love you. All right, guys. Thank you.